everyone, this is Jennifer Delaney. I'm the North American Product Manager at Neolife. And this year, we're really excited to bring a ton of new content to you in a series called Neolife Wellness Live. And as part of this series, we are going to bring to you information about our scientific advisory board. It's called Inside the SAB. And we have John Miller, who's the director of our SAB, and he's going to interview Dr. Ariana Karugi. John had a brief career at NASA, and then he switched gears and moved into product manufacturing. His experience leading to his current position at Neolife includes manufacturing administration, domestic and international product development, and international research and marketing for Neolife. Dr. Karugi received her BA in Biology and Ecology and Conservation from Vassar College. Her master's degree in human nutrition is from Columbia University. And then she went on to receive her PhD in nutritional sciences from the University of California at Berkeley. She's published in numerous scientific journals and has presented at prestigious scientific conferences. As a researcher in nutritional biochemistry, she focuses on the role nutrients play in growth and development. So without further ado, I am going to pass this over to John as he interviews Dr. Krugi on polyphenols. Thank you for joining us tonight and I hope you all have a great week. Hello everyone and welcome to session number one of the series Inside the SAB, a closer look at the science behind the scientists at Neolife. Today I'm speaking with uh, Dr. Ariana Karugi, a longtime scientific advisory board member, in fact one of the longest now. And, uh, good morning John. <laughs> good morning Ariana. It's good to see you again. I know it's uh, been, a, been a strange year hasn't it? Yes, for sure. <laughs> uh, today's topic we're going to share with uh, Dr. Kruge, or rather Dr. Kruge is going to share with us, is uh, the subject of polyphenols. You know, polyphenols are hot topics today, as you know, Ariana. So tell us a little bit about them, okay? Well, polyphenols um, are the most abundant and diverse group of health-protective compounds in fruits and vegetables. Uh, one of the things that we have been doing for decades at Neolife is looking at the benefits of uh, these uh, compounds in fruits and vegetables and plant foods in general. And polyphenols are, together with carotenoids, really are, are among those compounds that uh, uh, explain the benefit of these fruits and vegetables on, on our health. Uh, polyphenols are responsible for the color, the taste, and the aroma of uh, foods and beverages, and uh, plant foods and beverages, and uh, they are very found in very high concentration because of that, in, and those compounds that are very uh, colorful, like the berries, or uh, a little bit of a pungent uh, flavor, like, uh, like cheese and cocoa, strong flavors, and, 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 and wine, for example, the, the, all the... All the all the uh, color in wine is uh, um, due to anthocyanins. And, and then um, they are, unlike the carotenoids, they are mostly water-soluble uh, right. compounds. Yeah. yeah, I remember when the Yen Hain state first came out years ago, we were so excited 
with uh, what it was disclosing, the NHANES being the National Health uh, and Nutrition Evaluation Survey, I think, from the USDA, and how they pointed at essentially that people who had the most colorful fruits and vegetables in their diet had, you know, the greatest probability of health and, and the lowest risk of many diseases. And as we started into that work, we were looking at the lipid-soluble carotenoids and then the water-soluble flavonoids, which are part of the polyphenol family, which was, was really exciting. And, um, you know, we've learned a lot over that period of time. Yes, uh, certainly. Now we know that... Um... Well, at that time, we were focused on the flavonoids and flavonoids. Now we know um, this is like, what, uh, 30 years ago, yeah, <laughs> decades ago. ago, exactly 30 years. Yeah. Ago. Uh, the flavonoids are the most abundant uh, 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 family of the polyphenols themselves. And, and, and they uh, also are divided in different classes. So I remember all the way back uh, then that we were trying to uh, have a profile of all these different flavonoids. And, and when we, uh, we uh, formulated flavonoid complex to mimic uh, what we would be receiving an optimal serving of yeah. flavonoid rich fruits and vegetables. Mm -hmm. But now uh, as the years have progressed, uh, we know that there are many other uh, polyphenols that um, are very important. Uh, the steel beans like resveratrol, for example, the anthocyanins in particular, a group of the flavonoids, but mm -hmm. uh, those, um, those are very important in, 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 in protection against uh, other, uh, other uh, chronic diseases. And then uh, uh, phenolic acids, uh, like the hydroxycinamic acids uh, that you can yeah. find in newer products. So little by little, we've been expanding uh, uh, the delivery of these uh, very important health protective uh, compounds. And I, one thing I, I forgot to say, John, about why they're so important. It's that th if they're absent in our diet, it's not as if uh, we are going to, they are going to prevent a deficiency disease um, like vitamins or minerals. What they, what they have been shown consistently through epidemiological studies, uh, clinical studies, mechanistic studies, is that they are essential, not, not essential, they are very, very important in um, long-term health, oh, in yeah. protecting us against diseases that come with aging, chronic diseases like cardiovascular disease, diabetes, osteoporosis, cancer, neurogenerative diseases, yeah, and they're amazing. Like they're amazing things. You know, the, what what surprised me is initially we started looking at them only as antioxidants, right? We thought, well, wow, you know, because at that time, <laughs> oxidation and the yeah. things that it does to our bodies that promote age, promote aging or or promote uh, the occurrence of diseases were like the focus of science. But as we um, sort of unraveled this story over all of the decades. Uh, we have found that there's much more to these things than just being an antioxidant. Not that that isn't pop, uh, important, but they have a, a, a much broader effect within, within our bodies and within you know, our gastrointestinal tract and things like that than we thought before. The emerging science seems to be pointing at that. Uh, you, know, you, you agree with that, that that's where it's going? Yes, or, or emphasis, uh, sorry to, to, to talk over you, John. No, but okay. uh, yes, at, at the beginning, so we all along we've been thinking what is missing in our diet? 
uh, and the diet of populations that uh, impact of long-term health. And so at the beginning, as you say, it was uh, oxidation and uh, was kind of the believed uh, the root cause of all these diseases uh, that come with aging and, and aging itself. Mm-hmm. And so we were looking at very potent antioxidants, which with this uh, polyphenols are. But then uh, their benefits cannot, we found out cannot be explained solely to, to their antioxidant function. So we started looking at inflammation and chronic inflammation, which means uh, low-grade inflammation throughout the body uh, uh, consistently. And then we, decided, we, we found out, or scientists found out that, yes, it was not only oxidative stress, but it was coupled with uh, systemic oxidation, uh, inflammation that might be at the root cause of aging and disease. Mm-hmm. And now we have moved to a new, um, a new mechanism uh, as uh, polyphenols are also very potent, what we call signaling molecules. What, what is signaling molecules is that they, they signal um, uh, pathways inside the cell and also uh, um, in, in how the cells uh, interact with each other. They affect or modulate e- enzymes that, um, that regulate many, many important pathways in our body, like yeah. energy pathway, lipid pathway, glucose metabolism. And in this way, acting as this, what we call signaling molecules, they affect, um, uh, they uh, benefit our health. And obviously also our immune system too, is, uh, it, they, they, they modulate uh, inflammation and, and, and immune function also. So we have all this, yeah. all this group of actions. But we, we really at this point after how many, 30 years, we don't exactly know for sure how they work, but yeah. we are just building this uh, background. Yeah, I know we've I've, I know we've learned a lot over those thirty years, but uh, you know there's still an awful lot to learn about these, especially in the the emerging connections that you're talking about. You know things like that. I remember back in the day, after we had been working in this a while, we, you and I were at a meeting someplace, and we ended up having breakfast with a bunch of folks, and out of that we came the creation of the of FINRIG, the Plant Polyphenol mm-hmm. Human Research Interest Group and how everybody was all, at that time already excited about where all of these things were gonna go. And uh, it's, it's apparent that they have continued to go in those directions. I know yes, this you, was, oh. Oh, go ahead, no, go ahead. No. Okay. <laughs> this, was, this was, yeah, when you talk about the Fenric, there was a 20, 20 odd number of years ago. Yeah. And uh, really we were trying to mimic the carotenoid research interest group and we were saying where well, there's these compounds are, are also just as important they they are parallel to the carotenoids why don't we start this group um, polyphenol and health research interest group with all those scientists doing uh, work on the health protective effects of polyphenols and at that time really was we it was the beginning of, of the of the of the polyphenol research uh, area, and 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 that has continued year and year and year, expanding their role. Um, um, at that time, I think uh, the 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 focus at that time was the antioxidant function and their effect, cardiovascular benefit that right. I was looking, their ability 
to uh, improve blood flow and, uh, and maybe prevent uh, 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 stroke and cardiovascular events like stroke on, uh, uh, or myocardial infarction. Yeah. That, that was the, the, main, uh, the main interest and in looking at how they prevent oxidation of LDL molecules in the blood. Yeah. Right. But now it, it has expanded, uh, the research has expanded so, so much. And, and, um, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and I have to credit this uh, polyphenol research inter interest group and or participation in it, um, uh, what has kept us really at the forefront of everything that is yeah. uh, happening in this area. And I, I, yeah, think, I, I think that you would agree. Yeah, well, I agree completely. You know, I have been a, a proponent of Venreg uh, for a long, long time. Uh, I think for two reasons. One, it certainly acted as a, a conduit by which we could learn more and more and more. You know, I've always been interested in not what scientists know, because they often publish that, but also what they think, where they think the research is going. So groups like that are are really, really important for that activity. Um, you know, one of the things that I just want to focus on here for a moment is the, is the idea that, that uh, polyphenols have this anti-inflammatory capacity to them, that they seem to be able to modulate maybe natural inflammation that goes on. But there's a lot uh, associated with that idea that goes beyond just uh, you know, what that means, you know, the whole idea of aging, you know, the, the, mm -hmm. the more inflamed you are metabolically, the faster you're going to age. So, and when I look at some of the work that's coming out now at, at, the, at the research level, um, mm -hmm. that's really one of the things they're, they're pointing at very strongly is this whole idea of healthy aging, right? And the role that polyphenols uh, play in the healthy aging process. Uh, one of the things that that's that has struck me about about that work is um, uh, when I was at one of the meetings you and I were at a few years ago in I think San Diego, one of those uh, big massive events down there with a million people or something like that. <laughs> Seemed like a million people, and at, at one of the Fenreg sessions was uh, Dr. Passanetti making a making a presentation about this idea that polyphenols, you know, they enter through our diet, they go down into our, our gut, they're involved in everything that's going on there. And somehow, something out of that event gets into the bloodstream, works its way into the into our brain, and then protects us, you know, it's a, it's a cognitive, cognitive protector, sort of event that takes place. Can you can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yes, uh, yes, uh, Dr. Fascinetti, he's um, now has come and talked to the in the uh, at the Fenric many a uh, couple of times and he's fantastic. Uh, he's from Mount Sinai, and he has uh, uh, his fo his focus is uh, polyphenols and uh, cognitive function, particularly prevention on uh, of uh, Alzheimer's uh, disease and related dementias and uh, decrease in cognitive function and um, a little bit on even Parkinson disease and. And uh, and it also his research uh, at the uh, initially what he was looking at neuroinflammation what mm. what we would call uh, inflammation uh, in the brain and apparently for example in uh, in uh, Alzheimer's disease two things that you see is the formation of uh, uh, beta amyloid plaques and tangles inside and outside the neurons that um, cause the disease and and apparently that is generates uh, 
inflammation and, and, and uh, promotes the aggregation of these uh, proteins in the brain that are so damaging. And it appears that uh, polyphenols um, may prevent this, uh, 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 the tangles from forming. And so they are very strong neuroprotectants. And now, now we know a lot more about, um, about uh, how they affect uh, brain function. Um, both, uh, and, and this has been shown um, all the way from uh, population studies like the PREDIMET, for example, looked at cognitive decline among a group of participants that consumed a diet high in polyphenols like the, meta, uh, the um, um, Mediterranean diet and those who did not, but also animal, animal studies and even uh, clinical studies in, mm. um, among the elderly or mid-age um, in, uh, individuals and, and showed that yes, indeed, a high polyphenol diet is associated with a, 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 a lower decline in verbal and, and uh, language uh, memory, uh, 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 lower decline in, in overall cognitive function um, and uh, as the years went, went by. And what is very interesting, I think now, and, and John is that, uh, they, and this is very recent. I don't know whether it's, maybe I'm confusing <laughs> or bringing a, a new topic, but we've known that the gut microbiota yeah. does affect uh, in some way cognitive function. This is just really, really new, new area of research. And what uh, Dr. Passinetti's group is showing now is that the gut affects it, um, um, micro polyphenols in, 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 in it's a, a, a two-way effect. Uh, first, it, um, polyphenols promote a more beneficial spectrum of, of bacteria in the gut. And, and on the other hand, these uh, uh, beneficial bacteria, these bacteria metabolize the polyphenols uh, into very active um, uh, compounds, metabolites of the polyphenols that are able to get absorbed very efficiently, cross the blood-brain barrier, yeah. and there they have a, a series of effects. They, they uh, apparently, this is all very new research, they promote a neurogenesis, they protect the neurons in the brain, which are the, the, the brain cells, they increase blood flow uh, in the brain, they lower, as, as we mentioned, neuroinflammation, and, 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 and the results are, 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 uh, uh, can explain some of the protective effect we see uh, among individuals that consume these diets on com and cognitive function. Yeah, I think it's safe to say that you cannot discount the microbiome in any sort of nutritional yes. investigations these days. They seem yeah. to be involved in everything. You know, that yeah. idea of gut-brain signaling, we've been talking about that. Yes. Before for a long time now, yes. uh, since well before, I think it became sort of popular in the, yeah. in the scientific, in the, in the common scientific press. Mm -hmm. And the more we look at it, the more we find that there are multiple communication pathways. Mm -hmm. At first we thought maybe they were just hormones like ghrelin or insulin or something like that. Mm -hmm. And now we're finding that there's all of these sort of secondary metabolites of things that we consume like polyphenol rich foods that all have an influence that, uh, you know, it directly results on actions that take place in the microbiome in our, in our gut. Safe to say that if we didn't have them there, this would probably 
not happened, we probably wouldn't be alive, actually. Yeah. It's, it's really amazing. I think that's a, a, a new area. I know the plan is in one of the upcoming series to have a discussion about the microbiome and what we know about it. So a big, big, deep topic. You know, one of the things that I've always loved about the way we pursue science uh, in the scientific advisory board is we always take a holistic look at things. We all, we all, we don't look at just nutrient density. We don't want to give people a big bunch of one thing. We've always looked at the balance between density and diversity. And I think when it comes to polyphenols, flavonoids and polyphenols, um, the diversity of having a diversity of those in the diet uh, is really important because you don't know if one or two or three or four, what specific ones you might need most. And there's a, seems to be a synergy between many of them. So, you know. Yeah, that is, really yeah, that important. is important. I, I second what you're saying there. It's, uh, it's uh, uh, what, what we know is that, uh, that they work synergistically and the, the, the other, the other idea that we also, is that, uh, different type of these polyphenols, uh, be it steel beans, be it flavonoids like, uh, like the catechins that are very, very important, the flav which are flavonoids or the anthocyanins and the, and, and uh, the, uh, uh, the uh, phenolic acids, they, they all appear to work a, a, a bit stronger in, in one pathway than in another. So what we are seeing is that what we want is is to have the whole family of these right. compounds in 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 present in our diet. And um, to go back into the what you were saying about John about the, the gut my, microbiota, uh, uh, the the this dual relation is uh, that uh, we we see that certain uh, polyphenols or polyphenol rich foods. Um, um, promote this uh, beneficial bacteria and and actually more important than promoting the beneficial bacteria they inhibit the growth of some some damaging detrimental bacteria that yeah. uh, all the way when we were starting with our flavonoid complex um, and I'm going back to the some of the polyphenols like the anthocyanins there they are not really well absorbed uh, as, as a compound themselves and we were yeah. thinking how can how can they affect the, uh, how can they affect all these uh, systems in the body if, if they actually do not get in? And so that was a big conundrum that we had. Whereas now what we, what we, are, we understand very clearly is how the, the gut microbiota metabolizes them right. into many, many more active uh, com little uh, components that are very readily available and we can measure in the blood and even in the brain. Yeah. So yeah, very, very, it's, it's amazingly complex stuff. Yeah. And, you know, which is why I think our approach of assuring diversity of these things in products like flavonoid complex and tray and, and, um, you know, even glucose balance, where we, we set out to make sure that we're not delivering just one thing, you know, we're not taking yes. a drug approach, we're taking a yes. food approach of feeding a broad spectrum of these things to the to the gut. I think that pays off uh, in terms of the benefit it applies, but also the application of the mm -hmm. science. I know at the SAB, we do not like to 
get out on a limb, if there's no science to support where we're going, we tend to not want to go there. And that's, I think, a, a big benefit for us. So just sort of wrapping up here, uh, what do you, th where do you think this is going to go in the future? Do you, I know we're working on more and more products and more and more ability to deliver these things, but I, this just seems to be an unending sort of opportunity for, for scientific investigation that, and delivery of benefit to people. Yes, I think that um, what, what is the future going to, to bring us? I think a, a, a greater realization of the importance of, uh, of, uh, of a diet rich in plant foods uh, that contain these, these, uh, these uh, compounds. And um, uh, a, a mechanism uh, uh, to inc include them in their diet uh, 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 as as a supplement, as a as a uh, as a maintaining our intake of of fruits and vegetables, and also uh, including in our diet uh, uh, polyphenol rich uh, products like. Uh, teas and and spices and mm -hmm. and um, all the benefits that that the these provide as a as a family of, of compounds yeah. rather than I don't think it's ever going to take us to individual we no. find one that is responsible for everything. No. no, I think that the individuality of the person and the individuality of their microbiome is going to continue to promote the idea that diversity, delivering the diversity of these things, yeah. I am this sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, listen, this has been a lot of fun for the first years. I always enjoy talking to you. We've had many conversations <laughs> like this over the years, you know. Um, we're probably due to go to lunch again here at some point yeah. when that's allowed. Yes. But, uh, yeah. I want to. I want to just say thank you, Ariana. Oh, thank you, John, so much. And I, I, I think one thing that uh, one last message for okay. everybody is the uh, the uh, the realization uh, that the Western diet really is not providing mm. uh, as we move forward the not only the amount but the variety of these compounds as we become uh, more narrowly focused. In our, in, in our diet and, and, and the, the type of food that we are eating, um, uh, going more to convenience rather than, yeah. than uh, with our hectic likes. And so I think that, that uh, our body needs to function at optimal levels. And, and, yeah. and, and, and one thing that we have to keep in mind all the time. Yeah. And Absolutely. it's always one yeah. on talking to you. And, uh, and, and having our lunches where we explore 101 things <laughs> yes, right. to do yeah, in right. the future. Yeah, we got lots to do. Anyway, thanks a lot for sharing uh, this time with us today. Uh, you know, it's a lot of fun. I look forward maybe down the road here, we'll do some more on some different topics. But you take care and be well, okay? And to everybody that listened in today, thank you. You, you too. You know, we appreciate you, you. <laughs> sharing a little of your time with us. Okay, so take care, Ariana, and we'll see you down the road. Bye-bye, okay? John. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.